not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with Welcome back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all of our favourite pop culture films and TV shows. I am your main timeline, Chris, and with me, I think we did this last week as my variant of some kind, maybe a gender-bent version of me, Sam. A gender-bent version? Yeah, well, last week I was the ginger version variant of you. This time you're the female variant of me. I've ah, just decided. yes, I see what we you booked you in for there. the... <laughs> we booked you in. It's all happening. <laughs> That's Whether it. you like it or not. Probably want to kind of reset that timeline because I'll be the beardiest lady you've ever seen. <laughs> Bearded woman. Well, we're not they together. Used to, they used to do that at sideshows and stuff, didn't they, back in the day? They did, yeah. Uh, we're not together again this week. We're back over the uh, the old bloody Discord, aren't we? Yeah, it's just the way it sort of worked out this week. Well, yeah. We could maybe do it on Tuesday together in person. We Maybe we could, actually. That's not mm. a bad idea. Because you're actually going to be away next week, aren't you? So we're going to pre, pre-do pre that episode. Yeah, I'm going to be gone for two weeks. So if we can pre-record an episode and then maybe you could get one of the Get Real Gaming boys or maybe someone else on the pod with you the following week. Yep, get the guy who never watches movies on. Sounds like a good idea. <laughs> I can say that Get because I don't think he listens to this. So <laughs> He's not watched a single movie. He's watched all of Avatar The Last Airbender on repeat, though. <laughs> and he's watched uh, One Punch Man like two or three times, I think. <laughs> but more to the point, Sam, what have you been watching? Oh, what have I been watching, Seamless. mate? I have been watching... Uh, I watched Bo Burnham's Inside... Yes, so did I. Let's talk about this. Yeah, really. Quickly. En- yeah, really enjoyed it. I think like the songs on it are really good. Um, it is a bit depressing, but I did really. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. Have you watched any of his stuff before? I have. Yeah, I watched his stuff before. So I kind so, of knew what his topic. Like he's very topical kind of guy. Yeah. Um, but I was not expecting like it to be as creatively filmed as what it was. Yeah, like, he really, like, learned his shit about cameras and lighting and stuff like that. And some of the rigs that he had set up as well, like, activating triggers and stuff, just, it was really creative, but like you said, really depressing and really funny. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, a lot of the, um, what's that, uh, All Eyes on Me song, Right Towards the End, and um, he's got the projector with his camera's preview on it. And it's just like it's slightly out of sync. It just looks amazing. Like it's just so clever. I loved the one where he had um, he had the lights pulsing and stuff like that, and then he had the white light behind his back, and he was just there in his boxes, and he was just there like flash the light, ooh silhouette, flash the light. Like it was so creatively done. It was great. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. What was your favorite song from it? Do you think? Oh, I love. I loved either All Eyes on Me or I loved uh, FaceTiming with my mom. <laughs> I loved um, Welcome to the Internet yeah. or White Woman's Instagram had me absolutely howling. <laughs> yeah, there was that um, like 80s kind of workout montage style one as well. <laughs> so fucking yeah, good. What a good uh, I, Netflix. I mean, it's not really a... It is kind of a comedy, but it's not really... It's a bit like a, a bit like an experiment, really. It didn't really feel yeah. like like comedy because it gets really dark really quick. Yeah, it's like a musical comedy experience, isn't it? 
Yeah, the comedy is more like satire than what it is comic comedy, isn't it? So yeah, it's not like stand uh, like stand up comedian tell a joke, wait for the audience to laugh type thing. It's like just put in blindly how fucked the world has been for the last year in a comedic, yeah, almost a comedic way, while also it still stings. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, what else have I watched? I've been trying to catch up on Bad Batch. Been uh, Very nice. Watching that, enjoying that. Uh, do you think it got better after episode two? Do you think episode two was maybe a weak episode for it? Mm, well, I've had something spoiled for me, which is a bit of a shame. Um, oh. But I'm kind of interested how that gets introduced. Which and also, oh, is it a certain character returning? Yes, it is a certain. I had character. that spoiled for me as well by the internet. <laughs> yeah does it does it begin with a C? Is it that one? Oh no, my mine began with an E. <laughs> an E. Oh, oh dear. Oh, okay. Loads of characters coming back. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. I don't know whether it'll set something up for the Obi-Wan series, to be honest. I think it might have, like, a little bit of a nod to that, but we'll see. Um, It's all right. I think it's quite an easy watch. It's just sitting, having the chance to kind of sit down and work my way through it. But Do you think it's better, like, binging it rather than waiting week to week for it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I think I'm starting to agree with a lot of the like being able to binge a lot of stuff um mm. maybe not with loki that we're going to talk about i kind of enjoy the, those uh like those 50 minute episodes you need you need a while to digest it and sort of take in all the little things that happened as well yeah but i don't like like these 20 30 minute episodes where then you have to wait an entire week for it i think mm. i would rather just like smash that entire thing out yeah anyway what have you been watching um, what have I been watching? Uh, we're still watching Parks and Rec at the moment, which the last episode that I actually just watched had Bo Burnham f- featured in it. Yeah, he plays a like country western star, like this up and coming like country western star that they're trying to book for a festival. But he's like a proper brat, and like he's kicking off with his dad, who's one of his managers and stuff like that. Um, and it, he, he's written like a song that's in the show as well. It's him like talking about it's like a love letter to his mum, but also he just sneaks in. Oh, thank you for the troops, thank you for the service, all this sort of stuff. Like classic, like trashy sort of country and western sort of stuff. Like get just hit every every note that you need to in every song, so that every demographic of western music listeners are into it. Um, I what else have I been watching? My Hero Academia just hit episode 100, so I watched that. Mm-hmm. That is actually coming to Netflix on the 1st of July as well, so if you maybe want to check that out, Sam, I think you might enjoy that. Oh, Season 1's so only, I think, 12 episodes long as well. Cool. So, um, I started watching today, but I haven't had a chance to finish it yet because I, I went out. Obviously, it's, it's Father's Day as of us recording this, so I had to run out. Mm-hmm. Um see the grandpappy shout out to all the dads <laughs> shout out to all my dads out there are they the we'll always love them for asking us if we're winning yet <laughs> are you winning son <laughs> exactly um so i started watching rironi kenshin which is a it's based off manga but it's a series of live action japanese films and they've all just been added to netflix because the fourth installment is a netflix original now 
Okay. So it's um, like a Japanese samurai story, and it seems pretty cool from what I've seen of it so far. Uh, the action is absolutely stunning. They've got actual like swordsmen into like play roles and stuff like that. So the sword play is really fucking cool. Um, you might like that. The I it, I put it on on Netflix, and it automatically started playing the English dub to it. <laughs> and obviously, Japanese and English are very different languages, and you could tell that it was overdubbed. And the voices were so weird and so bizarre, um, layered over the top. But then I went over to the Japanese dub, and then the villain had really bizarre, like almost slapstick music, but he was meant to be this really sinister villain who was like having people executed. And there was this like slapstick comedy music over the top. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Um, But the action scenes are really cool. Cool. So I'm going to finish that. I might, I don't think I'll be able to watch all four films this week, but I'll try and watch as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Um, What else have I been watching? I feel like I've been watching something else and I've just completely forgotten. <laughs> so, oh, well. yeah, I'll call it quits with that. Cool. Couldn't have been that important then. Nope. Not important enough. Awesome. Um, do you want me to do trailers or news first? What are, we, what are we thinking? Let's do the latest trailers, mate. Because... Let's do the latest trailers. Yeah, go for it. Um, so the first one is a new Nicolas Cage jobby. Um, the only way to describe it, it's called Pig. And I think, or I think you're telling me Porky's here, mate. <laughs> Honestly, you got you got to wish that it was. The only way I could describe it is John Wick, but all over a pig. Like so, <laughs> he lives out in a cabin. He's a grotty old man, and he, him and his pig go hunting for truffles, and somebody steals his pig. <laughs> so he goes out on a rampage trying to find his pig. It's like Mandy and John Wick, only it's all over a pig. Amazing. Just sounds... just when Nicolas Cage's career couldn't get any fucking weirder. <laughs> just sounds exactly what we need from Nick Cage. It's literally like the premise is like there's even a shot of him like lay on the ground like he's like being knocked out as someone stealing his pig. It's like almost the exact same shot from John Wick where the dog gets killed. And I'm like, for fuck's sake. Um so I I don't know when that's coming out. I just had to mention John Wick, but with a pig. Yeah. Um, because of course Nicolas Cage would do a film like that. And the one that I actually wanted to talk about comes out on July fourteenth on Netflix. Um, let me just double check the name so I don't get it mixed up. Uh, come on, my phone's being dead slow. Uh, Gunpowder Milkshake, starring Karen Gillan, Angela Bassett, Joe. Um, no, not Joe. Paul Giamatti. Uh, Michelle Yeoh, like star-studded cast. Um, Michelle, uh, no, uh, uh, Karen Gillan is playing basically kind of like a hit woman s character who is sent to save an eight-year-old girl, and basically she's got like a Russian ma- mafia coming after her. But this looks hyper stylized. It feels almost in this aesthetic to the better parts of the Birds of Prey movie. Yeah, I'm just looking. I can get that kind of vibe from it. It it felt almost like Edgar Wright visuals to it, almost. Mm. Uh, there's some very witty jokes in there and stuff like that. It's nice to see Karen Gillan like, lead in a film like this as well. Because mm-hmm. I think she is a great actress. Obviously, she plays Nebula in the Guardians movies and Endgame and stuff like that. So she is a great actress. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's nice to that see. That comes to Netflix. Nice to see Lena Hedy in anything other than Game Lena of Thrones. Lena Hedy as well, yeah. yeah. 
Um, she plays Karen Gillan's mum in this. So she's from like a, a, a family of hit women. Mm. So yeah, it looks really fun. The fight choreography in this looks really cool. Like she's running up walls and stuff like that, doing flips in gunfights and stuff. It felt almost like John Woo nineties action at times as well. Yeah. So the uh, I'm the, about it. The movie poster is pretty cool for this. It gives me a bit of drive kind of vibes, like that whole. Kind yeah, of... I was thinking sort of like Baby Driver or something like that. Almost Edgar Wrighty at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It so looks yeah. Good. Uh, they're the two trailers that I had. Didn't have anything else. Awesome. Uh, I guess we've got some news to chat about then. Oh, we have indeed. Do you want me to kick off that, or do you want to start? No, no, I'll kick have it you off, got anything? No, I'll kick it off. So the first bit of news that I've got is that Disney Plus is shifting its originals release premieres to Wednesday from Fridays. So I think they might have been trialing this in the UK with Loki. We get it on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if the rest of the world is getting it on Wednesdays as well. I'm not 100% on that yet. But yeah, it seems like whatever it is, it's been a success. So they're going to move it to Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. What an interesting thing. Maybe it's that mid... Maybe it's because like midweek, you know, there's, you're in the middle of your work week and it makes sense that you kind of want to sit down and watch a watch a TV show, you know, that kind of thing. But um, I think on I think Fridays, you might want to go out and do stuff. Yeah, well, I think in America, like, the prime spot for TV in all of the week is, like, 9 o'clock on a Friday. So I think when it drops on Friday, like you said, people are out and stuff like that after work, and then they get home around about 9 o'clock, and they watch the latest big show, whether it be Westworld or when Game of Thrones was airing or something like that. So maybe they were finding that the viewership sort of, like, ramped up, you know what I mean? Sort of like when people found time over the weekend, they would watch it. So mm-hmm. if they premiere it on a Wednesday, they're getting a lot of more day one viewers, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's that's my theory, anyway. Yeah, it's a pretty... That was a bit of interesting news. Yeah, it's a pretty solid theory, I'd say. Keeping it with Disney Plus as well, we've got news that the Star Wars Visions, so this is the anime anthology series, will get a sneak preview on July 3rd during Anime Expo in america so july 3rd 3 p.m pst we'll get our first look at this series that's exciting mm. we all love a bit of we all love a bit of uh, bloody all love a bit of bloody star wars don't we mm. um titans now do you remember titans uh, that, uh the dc cw titans yep yeah, yep yeah, which is now on hbo max Okay. Um, we got a trailer for season three, and we are getting Red Hood. We thought we were, but I've got some side by sides here, and it looks like they are like taking it panel for panel from the Under the Red Hood storyline at times, mm-hmm. which is interesting. The Red Hood costume looks really good. Um, I think the character playing Jason Todd might be a little bit too young for the Jason Todd role at the moment, but I don't know. Uh, I'll probably check out season three if it doesn't catch me after like three episodes. I'm definitely dropping it. Yeah, I said that about season two, but I ended up finishing it because there was nothing else on TV at the time. Yeah, I, I totally fell off a cliff with this. I just never ever bothered after oh, the end of the first season. Nah, season one was so bad. Season two, I think, was a step up, but mm. not enough of a step up. <laughs> no, um, no, I think I think the show needs to end and them actually give us like a decent. DC show with some of these characters in. Yeah, just expand the universe, expand the film universe. Why not? Yeah. 
definitely like a Teen Titans film would look would be pretty cool. Yeah. What else is keeping in this it? Film? Oh, you're keeping it DC, Chris. Keeping it DC with James Gunn has apparently teased that we're getting a new trailer for Suicide Squad within like the next week, possibly. But more importantly, in a press junket, he ended up leaking a few details that he apparently pitched a Marvel DC crossover movie, mm. which uh, we would all love to see this. And James Gunn is probably the only person that could get that made and like make it like work. Um, a lot of people were thinking it was going to be like a Avengers versus Justice League type thing, but if you read more into it, he actually pitched a su- his version of the Suicide Squad crossing over with Guardians of the Galaxy, which it would keep the cast a lot smaller and it like those two groups would probably work really well with James Gunn overseeing them both and knowing how to write them both really well. Mm. I would love to see that. It's never going to happen, but I would love to see that. <laughs> yeah, that would be nutty. Like, what do you think? Do you think it would be like they fight for a bit and then they team up, or would it just be a fight till the end and the Suicide Squad are maybe the villains of it? Nah, it'd be a fight and then they team up and then there'd be a bigger bad. Yeah. <laughs> this is the way these would, things go. Yeah, they would cross over like Dark Side and um, the, the, the Thanos or something like that, some amalgamation of the two of them. Yeah. Or like the Anti Monitor and a Celestial or something. Yeah, Galactus. Yeah. 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 Something. That'll be a good way to bring Galactus into it. Maybe he's uh, trying to eat the DC universe and <laughs> shit goes down. He's always trying to eat something, bloody Galactus. He's he's got a big bloody appetite, hasn't he? Like don't invite him around to like a buffet or something because he'll eat the entire thing and leave nothing for anybody else. <laughs> Jeez. He's a bloody growing lad, our Galactus, isn't he? He is. He's uh <laughs> you know, he needs a bit of he needs a bit of the TLC, a bit of self care, doesn't he? A bit of R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> anyway, keeping it DC. Oh? Did you have a look at a particular new um, Supergirl costume? We did. So we had the... The director has been teasing stuff as an, with the costumes. So we had a tease of the new Flash costume. And then he showed us a tease of the Supergirl costume. And now we've actually got on-screen footage. Uh, well, not footage, but we've got... Uh, set photos of this are you sending me a link i was literally looking at that same photo i've got the article open here yeah so grace randolph is playing supergirl i like the costume they're carrying over a lot of the elements from the henry cavill suit mm-hmm. um but it's it looks a lot actually now that i'm looking at it it's reminded me looks a lot like the injustice 2 supergirl costume yeah yeah which uh, it just came to me then what it reminded me of yeah so we're not seeing any cape, uh, but it could always be a CGI cape later on down the line. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe she doesn't have a cape, but we also had our first onset look of uh, Michael Keaton as Batman and his swazzy, swanky like Batmobile. That is a gorgeous car. I don't know what car that is. It looks like a, 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 um, yeah, a new concept uh, Merc or something. I've not seen this. Let me let me send you this link right now. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Oh, I just opened my calendar instead of Discord. Oh no, we're there doing we it live. Oh like, yeah, like that looks like a gorgeous card. That reminds me of the um, Batmobile from the animated show. You know, with the huge stylized cartoony front end. Yeah. Oof. Look at Oof. that. 
It looks like it looks like a Bentley crossed over with a Merc with a bit of the Jag attitude to it. Yeah, it looks. Oh, that's what I've been watching this week. I've been watching a load of the Grand Tour. Oh, the um, spiritual successor to um, Top Gear. It looks like uh, one of those like concept cars that you used to see. You remember? When you, do you ever yeah. have a book of like really old concept cars, and it would be mm-hmm. like these crazy ass looking things? It looks like one of them. Well, that would make sense because they had a concept Merc in Justice League, didn't they, that Batman drove? Yeah. So it would make sense if they started the partnership with Mercedes, if it is like a concept car of one of them, like this is their new like Jag competitor, like this is the new S-Class type thing. Mm. Mm, very nice. Very nice. Very but nice. yeah, uh, Michael Keaton is just a grey-haired man in a suit. <laughs> We're not seeing any Batman costume at the moment. No, we do, we did see a bit of the chest of the Batman costume, but yeah, the director revealed that the same way he did with the other stuff. But we haven't had any onset leaks yet. I think this is going to be the start of the leaks. Mm-hmm. Like things are going to flow now. They know where they're shooting. So it always mm, happens. I'm excited. It always happens when they start shooting in places like this. Is this Liverpool again? <laughs> it doesn't it looks faintly like that but i don't think it is oh we also had the tease the same director so it's andy muchetti muchetti <laughs> um, also teased a new look at a cyborg chess piece as well mm. so cyborg is back which was meant to happen anyway but then we thought he got dropped from the film well, this is looks like a alternate universe version of the costume that he got at the end of Justice League. You know, when he he gets rid of some more of the edges and gets the smoother sort of chrome look to him. Mm, interesting. Mm. Okay. Um, we have two new Hollywood um, Walk of Fame star things. Walk of stars, famous walk, walk of stars, things. walk of things. Uh, yeah. Walk of Fame stars. So Carrie Fisher has been honoured with one, and so has Ming-Na Wei. Mm-hmm. So Ming-Na Wen, obviously, she's in The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett now, but she was the original um, Mulan, and she's been doing live-action like Hong Kong karate films for years and stuff like that. Um, and obviously Carrie Fisher, mm-hmm. the absolute icon. Yes, of course. So I don't know why she didn't get one while she was alive. I can't believe that this has had to happen afterwards. Well, there's a couple of people that had like a, the Hall of Walk of Fame stuff really late on, isn't there? Yeah, uh, I just can't believe it took Carrie Fisher this long because I know Mark Hamill had his ages ago. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. that's nice. Uh, I, it was probably probably Billy Lord probably accepted the award for her and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That would be a, a tasteful way of doing it. Yeah, Mark Hamill had a nice a nice thing on Twitter for her, which was very very nice to see. And he posted a load of old photos of him and stuff like that. That's nice. <laughs> a heart. Gets me all upset. A heartache. Mm. Uh, Stranger Things Season 4 will apparently set up the show's endgame, so we know we're getting at least a Season 5, <laughs> if Season 4 is only going to set up the endgame. Of course. And... David Harbour is likening his return of um, uh, what's his character called Hopper, Detective Hopper. Yeah, uh, he's likening his return to Gandalf's return after dying to the Balrog. Amazing. <laughs> Which I mean, they both fell down a pit, didn't they? Yeah, never to be seen again. And then he's going to rise like 
Detective Jim Hopper the White or something. <laughs> He's got to be covered in white, isn't he? Because he'll be covered in snow and ice from being in bloody Russia. In bloody well. <laughs> and then I've got one last bit of news. I don't know if you've got anything, but I've got one last no, bit of news. No, I've not got much in the way of news this time. Okay. So... Legendary manga writer Junji Ito is finally getting like a big, um, big adaptation. Apparently, it's going to air on Adult Swim. It's been pushed back to October 2022, which I didn't realize it was that far away because we actually got like a little bit of footage from it this week. Mm-hmm. Um, the adaptation of Uzumaki, which is one of like the most widely acclaimed manga books there is. It's basically a small town, and they start being like almost haunted and all these weird events start to happen in the town but they're all connected to these spirals that are appearing so it starts off as like plants are now growing in spiral patterns and then um things start happening and they people are dying and they're finding these weird spiral patterns inside the bodies and stuff like that it's all this sort of like paranormal mystery and elements of horror in there and stuff so that's been pushed back a whole year by the looks of it. I'm sure that was meant to come out at the end of this year. Uh, it's probably probably a carryover from COVID and stuff like that, obviously, when people weren't able to go into the offices as much because it is all hand-drawn animation. It's not digital animation. Mm-hmm. But the um, I'll send you like the little bit of footage that we had of it at one point. Um, it looks exactly like they've taken scans of the manga and they're bringing it to life. It looks incredible. So this is going to hit huge. It's premiering on Adult Swim in America, so like that's where Rick and Morty premieres. So yeah, so that's going to be pretty massive. Yeah, definitely. So I can't wait for that. But that's all the news that I've got. Uh, I don't think I'm forgetting anything. Nope, I've not got any news. So shall we move on to our main topic? Yes, we shall. Okay, well, we've not really had much in the way of new releases uh, since we last spoke. Uh, At the moment, the hype train is fully, fully on Loki. So Mm -hmm. here we are to chat about Bloody Loki, mate. Episode 2. Bloody bloody Loki Episode 2. I somehow feel like Episode 2 gave us just as much information as Episode 1, but it felt like they didn't give us as much information until you start to break it down and then you're like oh shit there's a lot revealed well before you kick it off chris just to remind people that are listening that we do have all this time coded in the description so if you do want to avoid the spoilers we will give you the warning but it's also time coded uh, because this is a pretty spoilerific episode to be honest because it answers a lot of questions i'd say but also yep Sets up more, which is what we've what I'm seeing the trend with Loki at the moment. Mm-hmm. But um, keep, right. keep everyone coming back every week. Just drop a new mystery every time. It does, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's a weird mystery where it's up to because it's obviously answered what what is actually going on and who the antagonist is. But it also mm-hmm. like yeah. Anyway, let's let's chat. Let's chat about non-spoiler first. So, um. Yeah. I mean, can you do non-spoilers for this? Because there's a lot of stuff in here that you... Um, I guess it depends on how precious you are about the actual... I guess we could talk maybe about the acting again and, like, certain character things without, obviously, doing reveals. But, like, like what we can say pre-spoilers is how well the... the, the um, 
relationship between Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston is really growing and how those guys are just bouncing off each other better and better each episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we had like that, like fantastic. It's like a five minute speech about how great jet skis are, which isn't a spoiler in the slightest, but like it was just such a nice little interesting character thing. And we're seeing like Loki coming to terms with all the stuff that we found out in episode one. Mm-hmm. And we see, we definitely see that his character is like progressing rapidly. Yeah. Which I think was really cool. I like how all of a sudden that Loki is just like fully comfortable, like fully chilling in the, uh, <laughs> TVA. Yeah, well, they also sort of explain that, like, there's not really much difference between, like, the concept of the T- TVA and then also the concept of Loki being a living god for the people of, uh, <laughs> like, the Nordic people of Midgard or Earth. Yeah. Like, it's this super high concept thing, and if you believe something is true enough, then it is true, you know what I mean? So, the yeah. fact that he was just able to sort of, like, what the fuck is the TVA? Okay, that's what the TVA is. Okay, I'm all on board <laughs> type thing. And he's just sort of like taking it in his stride. He's like, this is the world that I live in now. Yeah, that's it. And is he, is he working in the background? Has he got his own little plans underneath it? Or is he is he shenaniganing? Mm. Oh, it's all bloody shenanigans, mate. The whole thing. You, you should have f- just called the show fucking shenanigans, shouldn't they? Shenanigans, kid. Time shenanigans. <laughs> Bloody variants of shenanigans. Just call that little clock character, just call it Miss Shenanigans instead of Miss Minutes. <laughs> There's fucking little Miss Shenanigans over there. Bloody Miss Confusion, because that's what some people are feeling during this. Because Richard uh, watched this and he was a bit like, I still don't fully understand what's going on. Yeah, I think we can... Do we want to just dive into spoilers now so think, that we can actually talk about the meat and bones of the episode? Yeah, that's a pretty uh, spoiler. Well, we, we've done well to try and not spoil as much as what we can, but it's really yeah. hard, isn't it? So let's move on to spoilers then. So the big reveal, the bad one is Lady Loki, which we kind of yes. knew all this time. Sophie anyway. Martina. Yeah, which we had a feeling. We had a feeling mm-hmm. anyway. But it is uh, Lady Loki. Um, but she doesn't like going by the name Loki. She doesn't no, like it. She doesn't bloody like it, does she? she but pref- the name that she is going by is also a pseudonym for Enchantress as well. So I'm wondering if they're merging a couple of different Loki storylines together from the comic books. Hmm. What sort of story? So you know how we spoke about normally when it's Lady Loki, it's the body that was meant for Lady Sith was mm-hmm. intercepted by Loki's spirit. I think, because we also saw a story where Enchantress was reincarnated after Ragnarok, and she was born into, like, this, like, the body of, like, a teenage girl in Brooklyn, and she went by, uh, it's not Cersei, but it's a it's a name similar to that. She's credited it as it in um, at the end of the episode. So I think maybe... It wasn't a body made for Lady Sif. Maybe it was a body made for Enchantress, who is another Asgardian character, maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's why she likes to go by that name and not by Loki. Interesting. So, did you understand what her plan was once we figured out what was going on in the future? Uh, also, we actually get to see the future in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, kind of. I don't really fully understand the... 
like what she's i mean at the end i kind of got the whole that she used those reset devices to mm-hmm. reset a bunch of different timelines nuke the timeline yeah. yeah so when you look at the end and then there's the whole um it flicks doesn't it and tells you a bunch of different um dates yeah and times a bunch and of different dates and times and stuff like that um and it gives you a bit of a, a look at some of the like there's there's ego, there's Titan, there's a whole like array of different mm-hmm. planets that she's nuked. So Yeah, so so if we follow this progressively like through the episode and maybe we can like decipher for the people that didn't quite get it. So we find Loki figures out that the variant is hiding within apocalypses because if you do something in that area where the apocalypse is going to happen and it doesn't affect the outcome of the apocalypse then it doesn't matter so she's able to hide in the apocalypses so that's where like she was in like pompeii and stuff like that they test the theory in pompeii um maybe she was at the fall of asgard as well during ragnarok yeah so then we go to an apocalypse event which is a hurricane that's about to wipe out an entire city and then that's when we get introduced to Lady Loki, and then we find, yeah, she's triggered all these charges and sent them through portals. That's why she was collecting all these different charges. And she also found out for the woman that she kidnapped at the beginning of the episode where the timekeepers are. So she's nuking the timeline to just completely cause disruption. I think that's for one of two reasons, which are my theories we can get into in a minute. Does that seem to like, does that make sense as far as you were following it? Kind of. <laughs> it's like when we watch Tenet again. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's a bit like... It, I think it's going to make more sense the further we go on. Yeah. So why do you think she's nuking the timeline like this? Um, Because she's, a, she, she's up to shenanigans, mate, really. <laughs> she's the god of shenanigans. She, she, yeah. in, in her section of the multiverse, in her variant, she was the god of shenanigans. Yeah, I don't know whether it's just that's the the leading thing of it or unless it's to unless oh what you could find is that she's trying to stop the destruction of asgard maybe possibly i i think it's too soon to say but i think we have a few teases so obviously she learned the location of the timekeepers and when she nukes the timeline we saw that literally every possible member was leaving the TVA to go to all these different disaster events to try and reset them. Mm. So either she's trying to draw everyone away from the TVA and then we had the the high judge, didn't we? She sort of picked up her baton and she went to... She had just found out that Lady Loki had found out where the timekeepers were. Yeah. So I reckon she might be going to maybe defend the timekeepers or the other thing that I'm thinking is maybe if she nukes the timekeepers time stream enough it'll lure the timekeepers out to try and fix the time stream maybe Mm -hmm. they're my two going theories at the moment also i don't think there is a multiverse at the moment in the mcu i think that's what the whole sacred timeline thing is suggesting and this is going to absolutely nuke the timeline and split it off into this multiverse that we heard of in the first episode yeah that's what you think this is what's gonna introduce the multiverse and and yeah. that's what's going to make it make sense, kind of thing. Not make yeah, sense. Yeah, I think but we. I think we don't it. have one. 
and this is going to explode it, and that's why we get the multiverse of madness because everything's in chaos and um, things are merging between. Because because we've got no way home first, haven't we? Which we all think is going to be this multiverse story. So maybe things are leaking together, and then the multiverse of madness. Obviously, the multiverse is in madness, mm. and it's gonna they're gonna glue it all back together. Mm, so we're thinking maybe. Loki is the causer of like the things that happen in No Way Home and Multiverse of Madness. I think that's what they're setting up because the writer of Loki is also the writer of Multiverse of Madness. And Kevin Feige said this is the absolute most important Disney Plus series. Oh, maybe. Maybe because of what's happened with Lady Loki and she's just nuked all the timelines. Maybe the impact of that is happening in those... Maybe this is, like, what's causing the things to happen in those films now. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a that's a pretty good, uh, pretty solid theory. Yeah, so I I think her end goal is what our Loki kind of keeps saying that he's going to do, like, that he kind of wants to be the ruler of the entire timeline and take over the timekeepers. I... I don't wholly think that that's his goal. I think that's Lady Loki's goal. I think mm. she is like the villain of this. And that might be what she is trying to do by, like I said, either drawing out the um, timekeepers or drawing everyone away from the TVA so that she can infiltrate it, possibly. Mm. Could could mm. be. Could be. What did you think of uh, the introduction of Lady Loki then, the way that they did it? Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I really liked it because she she didn't just like she didn't do that whole typical villain thing of like this is what I'm gonna do and da 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 and whatever. But it's a bit more like she was a bit like how are you not getting what I'm doing kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Like I I like it. I like how the Did episode... you like how she was speaking through all the different people and stuff as well. Yeah, that was an interesting little uh, power, wasn't it? Yeah, so that's something that we've only ever seen Loki be able to do with the Mind Stone. So we know that different variants of Loki have different powers. Mm. So this one might be stronger than our Loki. Yeah, I wouldn't... Well, I mean, she is because she beats him in a fight, really, doesn't she? So, yeah, it is a thing. Mm. You see, I really like that, the way they trickled out the reveal. I think... A lot of like the diehard fans that obviously break down everything on YouTube and we watch a million Easter egg videos and stuff like that. Mm. Like we weren't surprised by who she was, but I think a lot of other people would have been surprised. And the the way they trickled it out and all that sort of stuff was an interesting way of sort of like peeling back the curtain on who this character was. Mm. Mm. Also, do we think the timekeepers actually exist? Well, or is she a timekeeper? Oh, <laughs> oh! See what I'm maybe she's a variant here. of a timekeeper. Well, mm, well, what if she is the embodiment of the timekeepers? What if she, that is her? Because she talks a lot about like how they're busy doing this and that, and it's like, well, she's got to know. Hmm. And she can't just be like mm. constantly talking to the timekeepers. No. Mm. But I think there's a bit of an because the one of the um, I was watching a, a breakdown and it basically says that she looks she's got like a bit of a resemblance to one of the timekeepers in the look. 
like in okay. the actual where the when it when it shows like the animation at the beginning with Miss Minute, and it has the I think it's the one that's in the center. It's like it's almost modeled a little bit around the actress. Oh, so right. unless she's made in their image, I don't know, but that was quite interesting. It's a theory. It is. It's, it's a theory. It's a hot theory, and you know what we like mm. with theories, Chris. Sometimes they come true, and sometimes we're like, "We told you so." Sometimes they're just Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes all the evidence is there, and it's just—it's not it's that just, thing. <laughs> it's just Mephisto. It's just Mephisto. <laughs> Maybe it's just a stained glass window of Loki, just depicted by ancient people who just saw him as this devilish creature. Maybe it's not Mephisto. Maybe it's Agatha all along. But it could definitely be Mephisto. (laughs) Everything could be Mephisto. Because everyone was like when the thing where that kid was in the church and then it was like... Stained glass window. The stained glass window, everyone was like oh no my god, it's Mephisto. It's gotta be Mephisto. And it's like (laughs) no, it's just the Nordic representation of Loki. Yeah, it's just it's just what like earlier humanity saw as Loki, this horned creature, this devilish creature that laid like ruin and mischief behind him. Like they would think of him as this impish demon, like trickster god, like mischievous he's not Mephisto. god, a mischievous god. Yes. Um, what other questions do we have from this episode? Do you think jet skis are really that cool? Uh, I don't want to know why he can tra- traverse space and time and he cannot get himself a jet ski. I think he was like, do you not think it'll be like maybe a bit weird if they all of a sudden just was like, aren't you meant to be working fixing the timeline, but instead you're just off on a fucking jet ski? Yeah, but it could all <laughs> he could do it during an apocalypse and it'd be absolutely fine. He could. Maybe he could go to like a giant tsunami and ride a jet ski along it. <laughs> Wearing his suit as well. Don't let him leave the suit. Keep that moustache. No, that's it. That's it. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Is there anything else you kind of want to talk about? Or do you want to kind of wrap it up a little bit? Um, is there anything else that I want to talk about? Hmm. I'm really interested that Loki actually decided to go with her at the end. Yeah. I think we're going to see that sort of destruction of the planet where they're just sort of like talking during an apocalypse, maybe. I think we're going to get a lot of talk in this episode, again, like we have with the last two episodes, but I think it's going to be really sort of philosophical almost. Mm. Well, like, do you think that he's going to traverse more of the? Do you reckon he's going to go back to the TVA? And like continue working for the TVA again, or do you reckon this is now just him, like kind of running between those two parties? So like running between Lady Loki and then also trying to run between the TVA as well. Yeah, I think he's going to play sort of like a middle ground between the two of them. I think mm. he'll, I think he might see some stuff that he agrees with in Lady Loki. Yeah. Also, and do you but- think? Do you think that the Loki that we see where everyone's got the badges on saying elect Loki or whatever, Loki for president. Do you think that's another variant? Yeah, possibly. Uh, It's either she's going to throw him sort of like through the multiverse or through these timelines that she's made. 
and he's going to have to like adapt to all the different scenarios or we are going to see other variants of him which i would like to see mate we could maybe get a team up of all the different loki's at the end if they did that if it was a different variant like you've got loki you got apocalypse loki lady loki child loki maybe like you can get a big team up like an avengers style team up you could have a red loki and then it could be mephisto no, well, yeah, yeah. He, he, it sups some of that Thunderbolt Ross Red Hulk serum. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be my, I wouldn't mind either way whether it's our Loki having to adapt to all these different timelines that he's being tossed through, mm. all these different apocalypse events. Because basically, she's dropped all these charges at apocalypse events to probably cause these apocalypses. So the world's going to be like in tatters almost or mm. not cause apocalypses and the world changes obviously from that creating the multiverse so i wouldn't be mad if we saw him having to like adapt to all these different timelines or i wouldn't like i said be mad if we saw all these different variants and maybe we get them team up maybe maybe the timekeepers are the big bad all along because they're stopping free will almost because if you step off their plan then you get killed, you get brought into the TV and vaporized. If, what if there's no timekeepers and it's, it's like it's like the Wizard of Oz, like the man behind the curtain type thing. But what if it was just Kang the Conqueror all along? I wouldn't be mad at that either. That would be a pretty cool way of introducing Kang the Conqueror. I think we are gonna get a tease to Kang in this. Yeah. Um But I think there's either either the timekeepers are the big bad because they're stopping free will. I think that's what they're going to talk about a lot in episode three is the fact that they're destroying free will. If you don't follow their code, then you get pruned type thing. Mm-hmm. And Loki, Lady Loki might have been someone that was meant to have been pruned and she escaped the TVA. That's probably where that's going to be. So she's annoyed that they think that she's just worthy of being killed off for no reason just mm-hmm. because circumstances worked out differently so i think it's going to be quite philosophy uh, philosophical in that way so either the timekeepers are the big bad for destroying free will or they never existed and it's all a big cover-up by the tva that's why everything's redacted about the start of time and all that and the end of time because we had that drop as well the fact that everything is redacted and everything's dead hush hush well chris it's a good job you're only gonna have to wait two days from when this episode goes out to find out (sighs) I cannot wait. I'm really, really enjoying this. Like, I love weird sci-fi and cool time travel stories and stuff. So this is hitting every button. Like, each of these Disney Plus series are scratching a different itch that I've got. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially when it's in a... Oh, sorry. Especially when <laughs> it's in recording. a... Yeah, especially when it's in a um, universe that you really care about. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, is that Call It for the Week? I think that's call it for the week. I think it calls it. I think you should also go check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Get Real Pod, and drop us a follow there as well, Chris. Yeah, and if you are able to stay in this main timeline, you can also head over to whatever distribution site you listen to us on, whether that be Apple Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, yada, 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 and leave us a rate and review on there because that does... Mm, tip-top shape to help us get up those rankings Mm. also if you head over to podchaser uh, the tva will give you a big old badge saying well done you syndicated your rate and review to all the other distributors you only need to leave your rate and review in one place and it puts it everywhere um and also 
I do believe that Loki will come and hunt you down and destroy your timeline if you don't share us with a friend. If you don't go to our <laughs> socials, like us, share us to all your followers, Loki will come and cause some mischief. She will prune you. Well, you've you know heard it I mean? here first. <laughs> and also, if you want to... We, we are proof that variants exist because we have a variant in Get Real Gaming, our sister podcast, the... F- female Loki to our main timeline Loki, uh, where they talk about all the latest game news and reviews. They've been wrapping up all the big drops from E3, and I think we have like PlayStation State of Play and stuff like that coming up in the next week or so, so listen to those guys talk about all that sort of stuff. I I believe Lawrence has been playing the new Ratchet & Clank game, Mm -hmm. so yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening, guys. I think that was a really interesting twist on our outro there. A variant. I think it was a bit of a variant going on. Mmm. I liked that. <laughs> bit of witty banter on the way out. <laughs> witty late, late night banter. <laughs> Day before the pod needs to go out, you know? Yeah. Anyway. We should do this last minute more often. Uh, absolutely freaking not. Let's uh, wrap <laughs> it up. You just pruned that idea. <laughs> yeah, we just pruned that idea. We've, we've uh, reset that timeline. And <laughs> we will also reset this timeline and catch you next week. Bye-bye now. Man. Do you reckon that Get Real Gaming is actually a uh, very Yes, a black hole swallowed the core timeline and spat on Get Real Gaming. Due to a... Like a breach in the timeline. Something like that. The Subpark podcast, of course. <laughs> they're, they're, they're still good, but maybe not quite as appealing podcast. Love you guys. <laughs>